You're listening to the Forum on Workplace Inclusion podcast. I'm Ender Goachman. Videos from our 2019 annual conference are now available on our website, forumworkplaceinclusion.org. Our 2019 conference video archive features general sessions, spotlight sessions, and special presentations from our 2019 annual conference, Bridging the Gap. Get amazing DEI content from our flagship annual conference for free at forumworkplaceinclusion.org. Also, save the date for our 2020 annual conference, Facing Forward. This year's conference is March 10th, 11th, and 12th at the Minneapolis Convention Center in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Our three-day flagship event, the annual conference, is our premier learning opportunity at the cutting edge of diversity, equity, and inclusion landscape. Learn more about the conference, the conference theme, and the conference learning pillars at forumworkplaceinclusion.org. The forum webinar series will return after a brief break from a transition to Augsburg University. Sign up for our emailing list to receive updates to the latest webinars. In the meantime, visit our online archive where you can access our library of past webinars, podcasts, articles, and other diversity, equity, and inclusion resources. The Forum on Workplace Inclusion webinar series are free monthly webinars offering professional and organizational skill building opportunities in diversity, equity, and inclusion topics featuring presenters from industries around the globe. With that, I'd like to say thank you to all of our listeners and subscribers. Your engagement with our podcast supports our growth and helps us reach new listeners. If you like what you're hearing on the Forum Podcast, please consider writing a review on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. If you've already written a review, thank you. And please consider sharing our podcast with a friend, family member, or colleague. Word of mouth from our audience is the best way the Forum grows, so thank you very much for listening and sharing. Thanks again, and enjoy the show. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us for today's podcast, Strategically Marketing Your DEI and Supplier Diversity Programs, with presenters Tiffany Hudson, co-founder of the Nova Collective, and Dr. Jackie Devine, also of the Nova Collective. Tiffany has 10 years of experience in events and corporate account planning. She has worked closely with hundreds of corporate clients managing critical engagements and is skilled at sourcing and enabling the highest quality teams to provide excellent client service. Her passion lies in helping to create spaces for underrepresented voices to shine. A big believer in the motto, practice what you preach, she is always aiming to help people and companies alike feel their best, produce their best work, and experience success. Tiffany was named to Business Equality Magazine's 2018 40 LGBTQ Leaders Under 40 and hold a master's from Illinois State University with a focus on management. For nearly two decades, Dr. Jackie Devine has been helping companies tell their story and reach their stakeholders with their unique voice. As both a writer and researcher, Jackie is passionate about the written word and understands how to harness that power into measurable results. Jackie specializes in strategic communication and research and measurement within organizations of all sizes. She also brings her passion into the college classroom, teaching business and organizational communication classes. Jackie's goal is to always help bring people together to develop a shared strategic vision and a roadmap for getting there. As a member of Nova Collective, she's designed strategic communications plans for Fortune 500 pharma, tech, and retail organizations to internally and externally market their DEI and supplier diversity programs, building awareness, engagement, and measurable results 
In today's podcast, Tiffany and Dr. Devine will be talking about internally marketing the work you do around DEI and supplier diversity to help you understand the intersection of business objectives and communication objectives and how they fit into a strategic communication plan. Recognize the core pillars of of a communication plan, audience, sources, channel, tone, and build capacity around best practices for positioning, storytelling, and planning, DEI, and supplier diversity communication. Without further ado, I would like to hand things over to Tiffany and Dr. Devine. Excellent. Thank you so much, Ben. I uh, appreciate those introductions, and um, we will we will get going here. So. Uh, as Ben uh, touched on a little bit of what we will talk about today, um, and, and specifically, you know, when we are, are talking about um, diversity, equity, and inclusion, or diversity and inclusion, um, we really want workforces to see the DEI or DNI as an opportunity and an investment in personal and professional development. Um, not just a, a check the box program. And so how can we do that? What are the some things that we can do? And um, in order to do that, it does take a strategic communications plan. And so um, we'll dive in with, with Dr. Devine here in, in a minute. And as we move throughout this conversation um, for, for our listeners, just uh, we will reference DEI, which is diversity, equity, and inclusion, or DNI, which is diversity and inclusion. So just want you all to understand that we may use those interchangeably. Um, a lot of companies, uh, depending on who you talk to, will use one or the other um, or use a different order of, of those, those letters. So we just want to make sure that everyone understands that we'll be going back and forth um, with those. So uh, we'll, we'll jump right in here and, and, and we'll, um, the first thing we'll really get into is understanding the intersection uh, of business objectives and communication objectives. Um, and how they fit into a strategic communications plan. So, Dr. Devine, thank you again uh, for for doing this this podcast um, with me. We have a lot of folks on our Nova team who um, are, are really great at specific things that they do, and uh, Dr. Devine has a plethora of things that she's great at, and this is one of them. So, um, thanks again for for. Uh, joining me today. Yeah, thanks for having me. <laughs> um, so we will we'll jump right in and, and Dr. Devine, but the first thing I'd love to talk about is when an organization wants to internally um, market the work that they do, um, where should they start? It's a great question because when you're doing exciting work like this, you get really into it and all you want to do is start shouting from the rooftops <laughs> and telling everybody about your cool new DEI strategy. Um, but what you really want to do is step back and be strategic about it. Um, even really good, exciting news for the organization can still be a little bit unsettling for employees if it's not approached in the right way. Mm -hmm. So um, I always recommend starting with the business objectives, what we're talking about here. DEI work is an investment and when done well, it delivers tangible business results. Um, so start there, but then also be aware of the intangible parts. Um, so for example, if you're approaching DNI work with purely business motivations, your efforts are going to feel disingenuous to employees. Mm -hmm. um, at most companies, employees want the company to be successful and fully support the business objectives, but they also want to be heard and they want to work in a place where they feel like they belong. So um, that part has to feel more like has to feel like more than a business strategy. So we definitely start with the business objectives, uh, but we also want to make sure that what we're doing feels authentic to employees, feels and is authentic to employees. <laughs> right, yeah, and, and that's that's super important. We talk about that all the time. Um, 
whenever we're working with organizations, it's we're really talking about getting to the hearts and the minds. Mm -hmm. um, we're working with DNI and really getting folks to to be excited and feel like it's not just a business imperative, but what else um, will make folks excited? So, um, what kinds of questions should they be asking, um, or should companies be asking to uncover and align on the values, the mission? Um, or really just like the true north in the communication process. Yeah, so again, you always start with those business objectives and we, we work with clients to help establish their DEI vision, the future state that they're working toward, and that really helps them land on what they're trying to do as a business. So you wanna be asking, what are you trying to accomplish for your company? What does success look like? Mm -hmm. And then once you have that vision for success, what needs to happen in order to get there? And what do people need to know or do in order to make it happen? So that's when you really start to see that bridge between business objectives and communication objectives. You start with what you're trying to do, and then you work your way down to what people need to know in order to get there then you can start getting more specific into the communication planning, like we'll talk about in a minute, about who needs to know what and when. Got it, got it. Now, and so this is probably a very general question that I have here, um, but I, I feel like sometimes folks don't understand why it is important to have a formal plan um, for DNI communication. So can you tell us a little bit about why you think that, that it's important to have one? Yeah, absolutely. So you're talking to a communication professional, so I'll just put it out there that I think you need a formal communications plan for every initiative, <laughs> not just DNI. Um, but especially in the DNI space, you really need to approach this strategically so that you're bringing employees along on the journey with you mm -hmm. and not just announcing new programs. Um, DNI comms can be particularly tricky because even though DNI has proven business results, it's also the right thing to do for a lot of other reasons. Um, so like we were talking about, everybody wants to see the company succeed, be poised to land those bigger contracts, but they also want to feel valued, feel comfortable using their voice, and have an equal opportunity to succeed. So that's where communication can help you strike the right balance. Um, you want to communicate the business rationale, but you also want to make sure employees understand that your DNI efforts are genuine and that leaders are truly committed and not just in this for the money. So that's yep. a really fine line. Yep, yep. Thank you for that. And you know, it's again, I think when we're when we're doing work with other organizations, and sometimes you see this, Jackie, when you're working with some some of the companies that, that we work with here at Nova, um, you know, if, 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 we, if we present something to an organization, especially around DNI, if it is not presented in the, the you know, air quote, right way, mm -hmm. um, it can fall flat. Absolutely. It can fall very, very flat. So, you know, when we're, we're doing things, whether it's a workshop or whatever it is, you know, we're always saying how you communicate this to your workforce is going to be just as important as what you're doing. Mm -hmm. um, so, so I agree uh, 100% there. Um, and then, you know, just under this, 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 this first piece here, um, where we're understanding the intersection and business objective, business and communication objectives, what do you think are the most important elements to a, a strategic communications plan? So I'm going to fall back on an old journalism phrase here. Great, great. <laughs> so for me, it really comes down to your good old five W's and H, um, the who, what, where, when, why, and how. Mm -hmm. So the way that looks in communication planning is who needs to hear this and who needs to say it. What do people need to know? So what are the key messages? Where is the audience getting that information? When do people need to know about it? Why is it important? And how are we framing this message? So on a really foundational level, communication planning is about determining your objectives, your audience, your sources, your messaging, your timing, and your channels. 
Now, there's one more element that's not part of that five W's and H that I always feel like I need to include in communication planning, and that is measurement. Mm. So it's absolutely critical that you build measurement into your communication plan from the beginning. If you don't set up your measurement strategy, you'll be left at the end of a launch without any idea of really whether you've achieved those objectives. So right. you set out with your business objectives, you have your vision, you know what success looks like, but once you do all the things you're doing, if you're not set up in to measure what you're doing, you'll never know whether you reach that vision, whether right. you've been successful. So that's a critical part of the planning process. And that's often what leadership wants to see, right? Like, right. Is it working? You're mm -hmm. investing in this, you're doing this, people are excited about it. Are they actually learning? Are they hitting the goals and objectives that we've set out? And so, yes, I, that measurement piece, I think, is, is very huge. So um, we will we'll move on to... to um, recognizing the core pillars of a communications plan. So the audience, sources, channel, and tone, uh, and, and dive a little bit in, into that. So you just mentioned, you know, the several key components of a good communications plan. Um, is it, can we dive a little bit into, into each one and, and why each one specifically is so important? Yeah, absolutely. So um, let's take these one at a time, and I'm going to mix up the order a little bit because okay. I do think that the order is important. We don't necessarily have to go in that journalism um, okay. structure there. <laughs> what, where, where, why? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I could rattle those off in my sleep. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so the first one I would start with in a communication plan is the why. So the objectives, like we talked about. You lay out your business objectives and your communication objectives at the top. That lays the foundation for what you're trying to accomplish with your, pl with your plan um, and where you want to end up. And then this is also the spot where, you know, if you've really thought through that DNI vision, that future state, put that right in your communication plan so that anybody reading the document has a holistic picture of what you're trying to do. And then the communication plan will lay out how you're going to get there. So the second one then is who? Um, and this one has two parts, audience and sources. So for the audience, determine who you're communicating to. You'll likely have multiple audiences. It's unusual to only have one audience. Um, so you need to be thinking about whether these audiences are internal or external or both. This is a spot where if you're doing both internal and external, I recommend segmenting out your communication plan at that point because the messaging, the strategy, what you're presenting internally and externally are going to be very different. Um, so really just even within the document, breaking it out is really helpful. So you would even say, hey, if we have two different audiences here, let's is it almost like two different plans from that point on? It kind of is. You know, okay. the way that we sometimes do it at Nova is just tackle one and then the other. So we have, okay, here's the internal section. And then after we're done with internal, we've gone all the way through. We start with external. Um, and that alone is a strategic point too. And um, <laughs> so I think, I think that might be on the agenda to talk about in a little bit. But internal always comes before external. Got it. Um, so then the second who there is who's talking. So these are your sources. A lot of companies want to just jump right to the CEO, put the CEO up there, say, okay, if the CEO is saying it's important, then everybody will believe that it's important. <laughs> um, but honestly, that is usually a big mistake. Um, what you want to be doing, you want to make sure that the CEO is actively involved. Don't get me wrong on that one. <laughs> the CEO does need to be talking. But the other voices that you need to be hearing are people who are actively involved in the DEI work, people who are emerging as leaders on the grassroots level, people who have influence in this DNI space. So. You want to be including those voices in addition to leadership voices. The third, let's talk, think about the how. This is really how you're framing the information that you're trying to get across. This is where we get to the tone piece. Um, it's really important that even though you have a variety of speakers, a variety of sources, 
for your communications, that everybody is really maintaining the same tone throughout the communications, regardless of who's speaking. The fourth then is your channels or where your audience can potentially get this information. So typical channels include company intranet, newsletters, in-person meetings, emails. Just think about all of the ways that your employees currently get information and those are the channels that you wanna build into your communication plan. You wanna be using a variety of channels just so you have a wider reach and also that allows for your messaging to resonate with more people who have a variety of different communication styles. Now, a question for, for you that was with the, the channels piece. So, like you said, you recommend using current channels that the organization's um, already using. Do, what are your thoughts around uh, if a team wants to brainstorm new channels? Or do you think mm -hmm. that, hey, if they've been using these channels already, let's just stick with this because this is what they know. Like, what, what, are, you, what are your thoughts around that? Yeah, it's a great question. And I think it depends on how developed your communications are at your Got organization. It. So, you know, if this is brand new, maybe you're a one person team, maybe you don't have a communications team at all, um, then I would just kind of say, let's start off with what you can do and that's use your existing <laughs> channels um, because that's where your employees are used to seeing information. But as you get more involved in this work, you're bringing people along on the journey with you, then absolutely introducing new channels is a fabulous way to, to reach more people. And you know, part of diversity, equity, and inclusion is reaching people in the way that they want to be reached, yep. right? So, yep. um, exactly. so you know, I, I would never discourage using a new channel that might really get people engaged. Um, it's just a matter of your capacity and your ability to implement. Got it, cool, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So then after those channels, I would address the what, which is the messaging component. Um, so this is what do your audience need to know? And if you have several different audiences, I always recommend creating a messaging matrix mm -hmm. so you can really lay out your key messages for each audience. Um, ideally, key messages are always very short and to the point. Um, as your different sources, as your different speakers are using the messages, they'll be adapted to that person's particular style, to the channel that they're using, to whatever's appropriate. Um, so it's really important that the core set of messages is clear and direct so that everyone is building off of the same framework. Got it, great. Um, so we've talked about the why, the who, the how, the where, and the what in that order. <laughs> and so the only one left for our five W's and H is the when. So after you've determined your audiences, your sources, your channels, it's time to start, start sketching out your actual execution plan. So this is another spot where I like to create a chart. So I'll show, have a column for the date, the channel, the audience, the message, the source. That way it's easy to see the order in which everything is happening and you yep. can catch any cascade issues. Um, and what I mean by cascade is who hears things and in what order. So for example, if you've got a great new training that you're rolling out to, um, to new employees, say. Um, so you start communicating right away to all the employees, you invite them to the training, you're excited about it. But if you're not including managers on that communication also, or you haven't previously communicated this to managers, then you're putting the managers in a spot where employees have questions about the training they're being asked to go to, and managers don't know anything about it. Right. So you really have to be thinking through that strategically too, so that no one is feeling left out or out of their element because of what you're trying to implement in the DEI space. Um, so that having charting that out and saying what's happening when is a really good way to catch any issues. It's great, love a good chart. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so just to recap here, why first? Start with your objectives. Then who? Who are the audiences? Who are the sources? How? What's the overall tone of your DNI communication? 
where, what channels are you using, what, what are your key messages, when, what's the timing of each communication, and then I'm going to throw my measurement back That's at the great. end here. How will you know if you succeeded? That's great. That's great. Um, and so a, a little bit, uh, when we're talking about tone in, in particular, have you recognized any patterns uh, that are consistent across industries when it comes to DNI? Like, you know. Yeah, I guess that's, that's the question. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So we've been talking a lot about how it's important to be authentic and genuine. So I would put those as paramount, uh, making sure that that's how you're coming across to employees and that you are genuine in your intent. Um, we typically recommend being open, be direct, be humble. Um, DNI work is ongoing for organizations and individuals, and it's really okay for your leaders to say they're still working on it that connects better with employees than having somebody come out and pretend like they're perfect at this, mm -hmm. right? Um, so a little humility goes a long way. <laughs> um, some of the pitfalls that we see are people who are trying to sugarcoat or be overly positive and overly optimistic. Um, this is hard work and it's a long journey. And so coming right out of the box and pretending like we're doing great so far, you know, that can be a little bit disingenuous as well. Mm -hmm. um, I'd advise you to avoid being vague, avoid using trite phrases. Um, so again, that, that comes to being genuine, talk the way you talk. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and then avoid negativity and defeatist attitudes, much the same way that you don't want to be overly positive. You don't want to be overly negative about this either. It is hard work, but you will get there. So have a little bit of optimism, you know, as you're approaching these issues. So I would say be real, be approachable, and be direct. And, and I love that, Jackie. One of the reasons why, Nova, uh, we, we loved having you as a part of our team is because this, this in particular, the tone is, is very, very important for us. And when we're talking to organizations, authenticity is huge. Uh, people can smell um, what may not be an authentic approach or um, whatever it may be from a mile away. Mm -hmm. uh, and so how can we work with organizations? And I think that building that into a plan and understanding that from the jump is super, super important. Uh, you know, sometimes we say, yeah, it's great to have a bunch of multicolored hands in a circle, but really what is the work that we're doing to get there so everybody feels comfortable putting that, their hand in that circle? Mm -hmm. And so like you said, it's very, very, you know, it's a lot of hard work. Um, you get your hands a little bit dirty, but you will get there. And so I think there's a, a, a fine balance, and, and I love that you touch on that, of understanding that this work is important. How can we be real and authentic about it? And how can we also keep a positive attitude about it, knowing that we're going to get to a, a, a better place around diversity, equity, and inclusion? So I, I love that. And another reason why we love having you as part of, <laughs> a part of our team. So oh, thank you. Um, so we'll, we'll move on here to uh, our last, what we, we call our learning objective, which is building capacity um, around best practices for positioning, storytelling, and planning DNI uh, and supplier diversity communication. So I'll start with uh, what are some of the main differences, and, and we touched on this a little bit when it came to external and internal um, communication. What are some of the main differences between the external and, and internal um, I guess, audiences and communications? Yeah, it's a good question because it's tempting to just say, okay, these are our key messages and go everywhere with them <laughs> and talk to everybody. Um, but that doesn't work for a variety of reasons. So your objectives are really very different internally and externally. Um, internally, 
you're really looking to build community. You're building to shift cultural norms. You want to help employees understand how they fit into the organization. And they're very culture focused in the sense of your organizational culture. Um, external comms are really all about your branding and your reputation. So um, you want to help others outside the organization understand who you are, what you're all about. So with DNI comms, like I said earlier, that internal piece really has to happen first. Mm -hmm. So if you just start splashing your website with pictures of all different colored faces and you start talking externally about how wonderful you are at diversity, equity, and inclusion, and your employees will see that and you know they know the real deal. That will really not feel genuine to them. And it's a really fast way to turn off your employee population and get a negative reaction to what you're trying to do. If they see you, um, you know, bragging about how good you are externally, <laughs> so you really have to do the work internally first. I recommend a time delay <laughs> between when you start your internal comps plan and your external comps plan. So make sure that your organization is really at a place where you can talk about what you're doing, um, and then start the external piece and start explaining what you're all about to the outside world. Now, in a, a follow-up question to that, how do you? How do you know? How does a company ensure that the two are differentiated, um, like you just explained to us? But then, like that, they're still aligned. Mm -hmm. Like, how 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 can a company do that? Yeah, that is not an easy thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> but it really comes down to part of the work you're doing internally is figuring out who you are as right. an organization. Yep. So. Once you kind of, you know that character, you know what's important to you, you know what your organization's values are, mm -hmm. and they're your true values. They're not just what you're trying to, to lay out and aspire to. You know, once you figure out who you are as an organization, then telling people about it becomes a whole lot easier because you know your messaging will be aligned. It's part of, it's, it's part of who you are. It's internalized into the culture. That's great. That's great. Um, and then, you know, a, a lot of listeners, or I imagine some listeners, um, might not have big comms teams to work with. You know, they may be small, a team of, you know, one, sometimes two, mm -hmm. um, or they're doing another job or they're working on comms, or there are DNI teams who are responsible for also, you know, have, you know, putting together that strategic communications plan, and that's just a percentage of their job. How can a DNI practitioner get started on this today? Yeah, I know, unfortunately, a lot of DNI teams are strapped for time mm -hmm. <laughs> and resources. So, um, you know, the best advice I can give you is just jump right in and use the resources that are available to you. So mm -hmm. if you have a comms team of any kind at your company or your organization, even if they're not specifically working with you, um, buy them a coffee and show them your plan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so take advantage if you do have communication experts on staff somewhere, Draft something out, take it to them, and see what they think. Get their feedback on it. Get that expert communication perspective. Um, and if you're at a small organization that doesn't have a comms team at all, then I would recommend shopping it around a little bit to, to other people who are within your circle, maybe other people who are working on the DNI project with you, or um, you know, people who have been there a while who will know the unspoken rules of yep, yep. <laughs> what gets said, how it gets said, um, because you know you don't necessarily have to abide by your organization's rules. And you know I'm using rules in quotes; no one can see that. <laughs> I, I see the air quotes. The air quotes are there. <laughs> <laughs> so you know you don't have to abide by those rules, but knowing them so that you can break them in a way that's strategic is the best way to break rules, in my yep. opinion. So uh, that, that's great. And then you know, obviously, for the listeners, we Nova. <laughs> <laughs> We, we, we uh, help companies with strategic communications plans as well. And 
you know, thankfully Jackie is, is one of the folks on our team who really does a lot of, a lot of this work um, with organizations. So who you hear is who you would be working with <laughs> at NOVA, um, mo most likely if, if you decided to talk to us about that or even one of some tips, tips or some quick consultation. Um, we, are, we are certainly here. And then my last question uh, for you, Jackie, is what are some quick wins that organizations can do in the short term while they work on the big picture uh, rollout? So, you know, again, like you said, some of this may take time. So what are some quick wins that they could do that maybe are, uh, could happen a little faster than um, the timeline of rolling out this strategic communication? Yeah, absolutely. So I'd say your quickest wins are amplifying anything that's already going on that's really okay. positive. So do you have a great employee story that you can profile in the next newsletter? Do you have employee groups that have an upcoming event that you can highlight that's within the DEI realm? Um, have your employee groups already started influencing organizational change in a way that can be amplified? So just start building up and highlighting what you're already doing and what's already going on within the organization. And then your next wave of DNI efforts doesn't feel like it's coming out of the blue for employees. Yes. You've already kind of laid the groundwork that yes. this is already something that's happening and already part of who we are, and we're just ramping it up. And, and, and to, I'll, I'll end on, on this. You know, we were chatting with one of our clients yesterday, and they have um, what they are calling at their organization uh, kind of like new pillars for their organization. And one of the things that uh, they really want to focus on is how can they take the DNI efforts that they're currently doing and incorporate those into um, into their new organizational pillars. And you know, as as an organization, as Nova, we're always telling our companies, just as you said, what are you already doing? How can you work DNI into what you're already doing so it feels authentic, mm -hmm. so it doesn't feel like it's coming from left field? Uh, and so, always encouraging folks to do that. Thank you so much for your time, Dr. Devine, today. Um, we hope that this was helpful for listeners, uh, and, and we're very, very excited to see um, the great work that organizations are going to do and um, that they'll continue to do if they've already started the communications plan. So thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, thank you so much, uh, both Tiffany and Dr. Devine, for this wonderful and enlightening and engaging podcast. I know I uh, I learned a lot, and also like learned a lot or things to think about because that we don't think about being in DEI ourselves, <laughs> and constantly thinking about DEI and how how to internally market it. So thank you so much um, for this and for being part of our podcast season. If you would like to learn more about how you can improve your internal marketing and communications or, you know, your communications around DEI and DEI work in general, um, please visit, uh, please visit them at uh, www.thenovacollective.com or you can follow them on Twitter at FindNova, uh, Instagram also at FindNova or Facebook at The Nova Collective. Um, Again, thank you so much, Tiffany and Dr. Devine, and thank you so much, everyone, for attending. Have a great day. Thank you again for listening to the Forum and Workplace Inclusion podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast to get updates and the latest episodes. Also, tell us what you think by reviewing our podcast. We'd love to hear your feedback. For more information, visit us at forumworkplaceinclusion.org or search Workplace Forum on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Thank you very much, and have a great day. The Forum on Workplace Inclusion podcast is recorded at Augsburg University in Minneapolis, Minnesota. 
One of the most diverse private colleges in the Midwest, Augsburg University offers more than 50 undergraduate majors and nine graduate degrees to 3,400 students of diverse backgrounds at its campus in the vibrant center of the Twin Cities and nearby Rochester, Minnesota location. Augsburg educates students to be informed citizens, thoughtful stewards, critical thinkers, and responsible leaders. And Augsburg education is defined by excellence in the liberal arts and professional studies, guided by the faith and values of the Lutheran Church, and shaped by its urban and global settings. Learn more at augsburg.edu.